I'm taking strong measures now before a drone hits an airplane and causes a catastrophic event. That's the kind of nightmare scenario that keeps me awake at night as your transport minister. That was Transportation Minister Mark Garneau, former astronaut who has introduced the new rules uh, today, which uh, will effectively mean, uh, you know that drone you got for Christmas? You're not going to be using it much. If you do, you'll face a fine of up to $3,000 if the drone weighs more than 250 grams and is caught uh, flying higher than 90 meters within 75 meters of buildings, vehicles, vessels, animals, or people more than 500 meters away from the user at night. Within nine kilometers of somewhere an aircraft can take off or land or a forest fire. Without your name, address, or phone number marked on the drone itself, over forest fires, emergency response scenes, or controlled airspace. Those are the new rules. We're joined now by Adam Sachs, who is the president and CEO of the Sky Guys, Canada's leader in drone and UAV services. Adam, thanks for being on the show. Not great news for you today. You know what? It's actually great news for us. We're a commercial uh, UAV operator, and uh, we fully support this. Oh, you like this? Okay. We, so it's not great news for the for the enthusiasts, but it's great news for you. What exactly do you do with your drones, and why is it good news? Yeah. So I mean, our company does everything from manufacturing to developing drone software, but our primary uh, service is offering customized drone services to companies, government, and uh, public sector. So we send teams out with drones capture data, uh, everything from film and television to engineering, uh, inspection of infrastructure, et cetera. And uh, so we, yeah, we think this is great news. I mean, you know, generally speaking, drone operators uh, need to be licensed. You need mm-hmm. to have insurance. You need to go through certain training um, and have flight planning and certain procedures that we operate with for public safety uh, being number one. What do so, you say to the person that said, wait, I, you know, like, hey, wait a minute here. I spent all this money buying my kid a drone for Christmas. And now they can't use it. This is a little intense. All my kid wanted to do was fly it around the neighborhood, not near an airport. Right. Well, I would say, you know, I would say a couple of things. Number one, there there have been drone regulation laws in place for some time now. Uh, today, they got a lot clearer with respect to what those laws are. Uh, and secondly, I think it's, you know, the public wants to be safe from drones. You know, you don't want to have fear that an aircraft is going to be taken down by a drone, a rogue drone operator or a flyway drone's going to fall down in the center of Toronto. Do you agree with Mark Garneau that it was only a matter of time before this happened? 100% it was only a matter of time. I mean, we, we do thousands of drone missions across Canada every year, and we've seen it all as commercial operators. Uh, last year, I think there was close to 150 incidents with recreational drones. You know, this Christmas was the biggest year for drone sales. Um, and if people aren't informed and educated, and if the government's not enforcing those laws, it's a matter of time before there's fatalities. As a commercial drone operator, uh, you have to uh, submit a, a flight path every time you take your drone out. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. So it's actually a, it's much it's a it's a stronger process than that. We submit a special flight operations certificate proposal, and that generally is a 30, 40 page proposal for a specific flight, detailing everything from the flight path the weather conditions, the type of drone, uh, safety procedures and emergency procedures. We communicate with air traffic control and local authorities to ensure the safety of the public. Um, you know, if we're doing an operation downtown Toronto, we're talking to Billy Bishop uh, before and after the flight. We're working with the local authorities and we're, we're quarantining the area to ensure that the, the general public is not at risk. You're treating this as an aircraft? That's exactly what it is, yes. Do you feel like private enthusiasts give drones a bad name? 
You know, I think we we obviously encourage enthusiasts, and it's it's built this industry. Uh, it for sure hurts it as a growing industry when we have operators out there breaking the laws or flying reckless, recklessly and endangering people. There's no question about it. If uh, someone's listening to this right now and they think, well, you know, I'm an enthusiast, but now I guess I have to get a commercial license. How do you go about ob- obtaining a license and how long does that take and where do you start? Right now, there's not, a, there's no official place to get a license. What you would do is you'd start by signing up for uh, ground school training for UAVs, for drones, and get a certificate uh, showing the Transport Canada that you, in fact, know how to fly a drone and you understand the laws and the rules. And then you would obtain insurance and hopefully do some practicing in rural areas before you start flying uh, in areas closer to the public. Give us an idea of what the average uh, commercial uh, drone user pays in insurance. It can range anywhere from a couple hundred dollars a year, uh, upwards of a thousand dollars a year, depending on where they're flying and what type of aircraft, etc. So basically, we have to rethink uh, how we use drones and how we think of them. These are not a toy. That's right. They're not a toy. And, uh, you know, we need to be safe out there with them. I really appreciate you joining us on the show today, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Adam is uh, president and CEO of Sky Guys, Canada's leader in drone and UAV services. His last name is Sachs.